in the words of Chance the Rapper on that Saturday Night Live skit, let's do that hockey. The New Jersey Devils are back, and they didn't have just one game. They had two, and they walked away with two victories. And for the first time in a long time, it's time to do a post-game recap. So buckle up, everybody. Your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, and also part-time credential media member, Trey Matthews. Baby, we are back in business. Hockey is back. The New Jersey Devils didn't just have one preseason game. They had two. So today was a little unorthodox for the Devils because – Half of their players were in Montreal, and the other half remained in New Jersey to take on the Flyers. So if you guys need a bit of a recap as to how this day went, here's how the coaching staff was split up, and this information is courtesy of Amanda Stein. So Travis Green, Sergey Breland, and Kevin Deneen coached the Devils in Montreal. Ryan McGill, Chris Taylor, and another AHL coach remained in New Jersey, and Ruff was not a part of either coaching staff. He was watching up in the press box alongside with Tom Fitzgerald, and he was also doing a bit of double duty, trying to keep tabs as to what was happening in Montreal. So that's how things went from a coaching staff perspective. But in terms of uh, players, players like Dougie Hamilton, Nico Heischer, Eric Halla, Jesper Brad, Timo Meyer, they remained in New Jersey to take on the Flyers. Then the other half, including Jack Hughes, uh, Tyler Toffoli, Jonas Siegethaler, Kira Schmidt, Curtis Lazar, they made their way up north to take on the Canadians. Now, I was pondering on this. Which game do I want to watch? Am I going to watch the uh, game that was going to be aired on the Devils' website in which they were taking on the Flyers? Or was I going to try to find a way in order to watch the, the Devils take on the Canadians? Ultimately, I decided to watch uh, the Devils and Flyers from Newark, but before I give you guys my opinions as to how the Devils played against the Flyers because they beat them by a touchdown, I want to give some love to the players who made the Montreal trip because there were a lot of headlines for both aspects in both games for the Devils. So first shout out is to Jack Hughes because he walked away with a three-point performance. So he picked up two assists. He had one goal, but uh, he was able to find himself on the highlight reel once again because one of his assists to Dawson Mercer was just poetry in motion because Hughes was taking on like four Canadians players. He was bobbing and weaving through traffic and he did a no look pass to Mercer, found Mercer's stick beautifully. And it just was the perfect pass. And Mercer was able to find the back of the net and score. So shout out to Hughes and Mercer for putting on a show. And something I want to point out for Jack Hughes is that he was winning a lot of the faceoff battles And that was actually one of his very minuscule weaknesses last year. That's why Eric Holla was on his line. So Holla could do the face-offs. So Hughes didn't have to. But Amanda Stein, Bill Spaulding, they were putting it out there that that, that Hughes was winning a lot of the face-off battles. So kudos to Jack in that case. Shimon the Mets, he's fighting for a roster spot. And he was able to score in this game. 
However, as one of my followers on the X app pointed out, there's kind of an asterisk next to it because it wasn't so much of a goal from Nemich. It was more of a huge blunder from the Canadians goalie, which was Sam Montembeau, because it was a dump attempt by Nemich and Montembeau just fumbled the puck and it found the back of the net. So ultimately, Nemich did get his first unofficial goal as a New Jersey Devil. And as we know, uh, he was making headlines the last week or so because you had some people on social media saying that Nemetz didn't really impress them during the prospects challenge, despite those people not really watching the game. But I'm glad Nemetz was able to score, albeit maybe it was very unintentional. But nonetheless, he found his name in the scorebook. And then I need to give an update regarding Keith Kincaid. Don't know what the injury circumstance is, but Akira Schmid was the initial starter against the Canadians. Then Kincaid came in relief. And then unfortunately, Kincaid did go down with an injury. He was surrounded by trainers. The good news was he was able to continue for a little bit, but he had to come out. Then Akira Schmidt had to re-enter in the game. So don't have an update about Kincaid, but the fact that he was able to continue at first, I think that's a good sign. All right, now moving on from Montreal back to New Jersey. Let's talk about this game against the Philadelphia Flyers because like I said moments ago, the Devils beat the Flyers by a touchdown. So to close out this segment, I'm going to tell you guys my initial thoughts from the game, how the Devils played, what I noticed. Then in the second segment, I will tell you guys my personal three stars in the game. And then in the third and final segment, like I do with every post-game recap, I will give the Devils some sort of final evaluation. And it's going to be a little bit different compared to what I've done in the past because it is preseason and usually you want to take these games with a grain of salt, but some players, like I mentioned, Shimon the Mets, they are fighting for a roster position. So these games mean a lot to them, even though it's not really going to count in the grand scheme of things. So once again, players are competing for their careers. Some players are just trying to earn those final few roster spots, but we'll talk about that a little later. Let's talk about how the Devils played against the Flyers. So it was very evident that the Devils played with a purpose because within the first six or so minutes, the Devils already had like four goals and the, the Flyers only had one shot on VTech Vanacek because the, the Devils, they, it was just an absolute barn burner because it was just goal after goal after goal. And I think the big thing that stood out for me was that the Devils were playing very physical. Like they were forechecking the hell out of the Flyers. Flyers could never really set up shop. Even when the Devils never really had full grasp of the puck, even if they didn't really have the best of possessions, they still found a way to try to go back into their attacking end and try to set up a play. But the 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 end-all, be-all is that we always complained about the Devils not being physical enough. And like I said, I know it's preseason, not really the best indicator as to what's to come in the regular season. But the one thing that I just noticed, and I have to give credit where credit is due, the Devils were playing very physical and I really like that and I'm gonna make somewhat of a hot take there dare I say that wasn't the devil's best game and what I mean by that is that the devils didn't play their normal style of hockey and obviously when you don't have Jack Hughes in your lineup at least for the game in Newark obviously you got to do a, a change of course of action because the devils they weren't really playing as fast as I was used to seeing from last year they were playing more 
fundamental. They were a tad bit slower, but like I said, the physicality really picked up. So it was one of the things we talked about during the playoffs. We know that the Devils love to run that East-West style of hockey, and a, a lot of people, including P.K. Subban, were like, the Devils need to uh, just run a North-South style just a little bit more, slow it down just a tad bit. And that's just what I noticed from my perspective during the game, which is Devils slowed it down just a little bit, but at the same time, they were fundamentally sound with one another. They were able to make a, a, a few big plays. Players were in the right possible spot. That's why you saw people like Eric Halla try to uh, redeem themselves if they whipped on a on a puck because they were in the perfect position. You got someone like Timo Meyer. He's hanging in front of the net. He's working the corners, setting up his teammate. That's why Alexander Holtz was able to score. And there's just so much I can talk about. But I think just the main takeaway that I took from the game was that the Devils were just playing physical. They were in the right spot at the right possible time. I love their four checks. I love their aggression. And yeah, the Flyers started to pick it up as the game progressed because the Devils scored four goals in period number one. Then they only scored one goal uh, in period number two and one goal in period number three. But that was bound to happen. You, you're not going to beat the Flyers like 12 to nothing. Well, then again, we saw the, the Flames and Canucks uh, game basically go to what, like 10 or so goals. So poor Canucks, but at least they still got Quinn Hughes. But anyway, digressing a little bit. It was bound to happen, especially when the Flyers started to settle into the game just a little bit. We we saw it. We knew it was going to happen. But at the same time, I just loved how the Devils were playing from start to finish. It is preseason, but it, it's a perfect opportunity to try to dust off some of those cobwebs. And the Devils outshot the Flyers 34 to 21. And the only time the Flyers were close to uh, beating the Devils in the shots on goal category was actually in period number three when both teams finished with 10 shots on goal to finish the final period of regulation because after period number one, the Flyers only had five shots on goal. After period number two, only six. And then period number three, once again, they picked it up just a tad bit more, 10 shots on goal. So once again, love the overall effort from the Devils and the netminders, which were Vitek Vanacek and Eric Schalgren, they weren't really challenged all that much, but in a shutout, you do have to give credit to your goalies. Now, to close out this segment, Rice Salvador tweeted something out interesting because it wasn't just the Devils' excellent defensive capabilities and also their maximum effort. It was their power play because according to Bryce Salvador, two periods and three combined power play goals from the Devils in their games tonight raises the question of who is going to be on the top power play unit and more granular on the flanks to start this season off. And if I've said this once, I've said this a thousand times, I know you guys are probably getting annoyed by it, but why don't you say it with me? This Devils team, come on, you, you can finish the rest, is too talented to be a mediocre power play team. Bill Spaulding also backed up Salvador's thoughts on social media and said, feels like you could really have a 1 and a 1A type situation with two incredibly deep units. Good problem for the Devils staff to have. So once again, I was really impressed with not only the Devils' effort, but similar to what Bryce alluded to, the man advantage for the Devils. And this is a good first step. This is a good first direction in order to have a successful season because I expect big things for the Devils on the power play. And if this game was any indicator, I think they're going to have a successful season in special teams. So once again, valiant effort for the Devils against the Flyers, in, in both games actually, against the Flyers and the Canadians. So Really proud 
that the Devils organization was able to walk away with two wins to start off preseason. Okay, so let's shift over from the game in general to some players who caught my eye. So what I like to do in these post-game recaps, and I did it a lot during the playoffs and you guys seem to enjoy it, was that I would highlight some players that caught my eye and I would give you guys my personal three stars of the game. And I will also throw in some honorable mentions. So to begin, honorable mention number one, Jesper Bratt. Similar to Jack Hughes, he was able to walk away with a three-point performance. So Brad finished off with three assists. Now, why is Brad an honorable mention and not one of my three stars? Well, we're hoping to expect this kind of performance from Brad, especially now that he signed his lengthy extension. So I, I don't want to like downgrade Brad, Brad's performance in any which sort of way. But obviously, this is kind of the thing that we're hoping to expect out of Brad. And the fact that he was able to perform really well in the first preseason game, I hope that's a sign of things to come. Obviously, like I said, in segment one, I try to take preseason games with a grain of salt. But the one thing I noticed from Brad, especially on that uh, first goal that Andre Pilat was able to score on, I just saw Brad setting up his teammates nicely and pinpointing his passes beautifully. Now, honorable mention number two, Timo Myers. Something that I alluded to in the first segment was that Meyer was hanging in front of the net. He was working the corner. So he was able to set up Alexander Holtz on a beautiful dime because Holtz was able to score in this game. And we'll talk about his performance momentarily. But uh, that, that goal from Holtz does not happen without the efforts from Meyer in the corner. So Meyer just being a bully. And, and once again, he was able to uh, score himself in period number two on a power play. So Nico Keisher. He collapses the defense. People forgot about Meyer. He's in front of net. He sure sees that. He passes over to Meyer. Meyer's able to find the back of the net and score once more. So those are my honorable mentions. Jesper Bratt and Timo Meyer. Now, my third star of the game is Alexander Holtz. Now, similar to what I just said moments ago, I was really impressed with Holtz's scoring ability. And he's been a big talking point on my show as of late. Because the one thing I've just been talking about Holtz is like, I'm glad that he's taking strides in his overall development, but I want to see it translate into some real in-game action. And obviously preseason is not the same as regular season. And the thing about Holtz is that prospects challenge training camp preseason has never been his issue. His issue is like when the games actually count for real, that's his big struggle, but he's taking steps in the right direction. And I'm glad that he was able to start off preseason on a high note, once again, Meyer was able to help him out and Holtz was able to score and be a little relentless in front of the net. In fact, that was one of the things that people were praising about Holtz last year during preseason, which was his ability to just shoot and his relentlessness in terms of shooting. So I'm glad that Holtz was able to score. My opinion has still has not changed. I need to see it in the regular season when things count for real. But once again, he's heading in the right direction and I'm glad that the coaching staff, the Devils media, his teammates are acknowledging that Holtz is improving in more ways than one. Okay, second star of the game, and this is actually going to be a talking point in a very future episode, Andre Palat. Palat was able to walk away with a goal. In fact, he scored the first goal of the game. It was a two-on-one. Brad set him up nicely. Palat went back door, and thus the Devils go off to a one-to-nothing lead, and was a snowball effect from there. So, 
similar to Holtz, it's just like the meaning of the goal. It was the meaning of the moment for Palat. So Palat really needs to get off to a good start. And something that a lot of the Devils media has been talking about is that Palat performed really well during training camp. So I'm expecting a bit of a bounce back year from Andre Palat. And similar to some players on the roster, he was sort of the victim of the Devils' success because I'm sure he was expecting to have somewhat of a bigger role, be a top six caliber player, because when you think of those Tampa Bay Lightning championship teams, usually you forget about Andre Pallott and his contributions. So coming to the Devils, I'm sure he was hoping to be one of the go-to guys, but then he gets injured. He's out for a significant amount of time due to him having groin surgery. And he was sort of an afterthought because he wasn't a part of the 13-game win streak. But I need him to be a solid middle forward type player. And once again, that goal is a huge signal for things to come, similar to Alexander Holtz. So that is why Palat is my second star of the game, just because of the meaning of his goal. And now my first star is Mr. Eric Holla, Mr. Vin Diesel himself, because he says this Devils team is like his family. He was able to score. He was able to get an assist. And he was one of the reasons why the Devils were off and running. So Holla is going to be a huge X factor on this team for the Devils. I need him to be a solid middle forward, similar to Andre Pilat. Doesn't matter if Hala's on the same line as Jack Hughes or if he's on the bottom six, whatever the case might be. Hala's contributions are going to be felt. And he said the one thing he would change from his season last year is that he wanted to get off to a better start. And so that way his scoring can go up just a tad bit more. So that's what I love from Eric Hala in this game. Once again, able to score, able to find a back in net, but he's helping his teammates as well. He's playing physical, and obviously we, we're all big Eric Holla fans, similar to Jack Hughes. So Holla is my first star of the game just because of his impact, what it means, and people are starting to take notice a little bit because I saw on social media saying that maybe Eric Holla should be one of the alternate captains if the Devils decide to rotate the position with Andre Pilat. And I wrote an article about that for Pucks and Pitchforks just a few days ago. So it's not an unpopular opinion. I've been putting it out there as well. Okay, so we're going to close out this episode momentarily with a letter grade for the Devils. But before we continue, I want you guys to make some extra cash. Hockey season is back once again. But for the meantime, snap into the action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a whole range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over and unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Visit FanDuel.com. And while you're at it, why don't you bet on some devil's money lines, props, etc. to just fill up your wallet just a tad bit more. But remember to do it responsibly. And now, let me tell you guys about Jace Medical. So the Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is to fill out a simple online form and in some cases jump on a quick call with one of our board-certified physicians. Get ongoing care from our physicians on any treatment-related questions. Doctor created, doctor recommended. So here's the thing about Jace case. You go online, you fill out the form, and then you get a prescription, life-saving medications right to your door. The Jace case gives you a peace of mind, so that way you're not just hoping that you have access to medication in case of an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure that you have the medication in hand. So 
Get $20 off on these life-saving antibiotics today from Jay's case by using the code locked on at checkout on jaysmedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Okay, so usually on post-game recaps, I like to give the Devils a letter grade. But the thing is, is that it's preseason. These are these games aren't perfect, and albeit the Devils once again walked away with a four-to-two victory against the Canadians, and they beat the Flyers by a touchdown. So obviously, it's a little bit different this time around. Nothing's going to be perfect. You can't really uh, read too far into preseason, similar to what Matt Loglin said on air alongside with Sam Kassan. It's just like you got you got to take it with a grain of salt, but you got to acknowledge some of the improvements from certain players. So. Instead of giving the Devils a letter grade for preseason, here's what I'm going to do. So it's the beginning of the new school year. Sometimes your teacher gives you some easy assignments to take home and get some free points, whether it's like signing a syllabus or filling out a certain form, whatever the case might be. You bring it back the next day, you get five free points. So that's what I'm going to do for preseason, which is do do these games meet the eye test? Am I satisfied with it? So we're going to do sort of like a pass-fail kind of thing for the Devils during preseason. So to give a quick recap, I'm going to give the Devils a passing grade. So I guess they get an A by default because once again, I loved uh, the effort from both Devil squads, whether they were in Montreal or staying home in Newark. It was definitely very exciting to see the Devils back on the sheet of ice, just putting up some great efforts, some great improvements. So I mentioned Hughes uh, able to make the highlight reel. He's doing well in the face-off department, which was one thing that I'm sure he wanted to work on in terms of just being a little more physical and a hard-nosed kind of player. And then when we're focusing on the players here, some players haven't skipped a beat like Jesper Bratt and Timo Meyer, but other players like uh, Alexander Holtz, Andre Pilat, they have a lot on their shoulders going into the new year, and they're trying to prove that they could be very capable players on a playoff caliber roster. So this game does in fact meet the eye test for a devil. So once again, I'm going to give them a passing grade. So an A by default. So let me know what you guys think. Which game did you guys watch? Did you watch uh, the Montreal Canadiens game or did you watch the Philadelphia Flyers game? And what were some of your main takeaways? I think it was a good effort from both respective teams. Curious to your guys' thoughts. So leave a comment down below. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on podcast streaming service, hit me up on my personal X page app at Trey Matt Four, and also follow the show's X page at Locked On Devils. As for this episode, that's all the time I have for you. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. We are back to hockey once again. In the words of Chance the Rapper, like I said in the cold open, it's time to do that hockey.